0: Hey, hey, and welcome to Dirty Talks, the hopefully greenest podcast around. My name is Leonie, and I'm your guide through the complex jungle of sustainability. In today's episode, we'll discuss small and big changes in everyday life, if you and me really matter, and if so, I'll provide you four easy steps on how to implement green practices in no time. So let's start exploring. Today I would like to talk about you and me and each one of us. I would like to ask the question, which is for me one of the most essential ones relating to climate change. Do I, as a single individual, can make a difference and therefore is it even worth considering a sustainable lifestyle? Okay, that's a huge question and not easy to answer. But let us first have a look at some explorers out there. What do people think about their own ecological footprint and behavior? Ask some friends of mine what they think are the most polluting activities or purchases they do or make and here are some of the answers. I would say the area of my life that I uh, caused the biggest pollution or harm for the environment in would be flying, because I know it is horrible for the the environment um, because of CO2 emissions. But I also am really passionate about traveling. And I think that that is a huge part of the connections that we can make in the world. And I think it can solve a lot of issues that we have as well. But I do realize that it is very bad for the environment. So I'm kind of trying to grapple with a solution to that. So after a good amount of thinking, I figured that my biggest guilty pleasure regarding the environment is not avocados, it's not my car, it's actually going on vacation with my parents once a year, which in itself is a wonderful thing, but um, I don't even dare to say it, but my dad's favorite form of vacation is going on cruises so once a year for at least seven days um, my sister my parents and me go on a cruise um, i'm just admitting it i'm just being honest i love it too but i know it's super harmful for the environment hi there we are traveling through australia at the moment which includes in 24-hour flight but our by far biggest contribution to our ecological footprint is the fact that we're driving around 500 Ks a week in our not so fuel efficient car? Thank you so much again for being brave and honest, sharing this with me and everyone out there. And as you could see, or rather here, there are many different aspects of life which can cause harm for the environment, and traveling seems to be one crucial factor that people identify. Looking at available literature out there, for example, student textbooks or governmental guidelines, we can actually find a long list of personal actions to promote or accomplish certain sustainability goals. We've all heard about this confusing multiple garbage can system they call recycling or avoiding the standby modus of our TV screen, for example, in order to save energy. However, there has been some very interesting and at the same time devastating research published and I could find similar opinions being discussed on relevant blogs and magazines too. The research paper includes kind of a ranking of recommended green actions, which are suggested by literature. According to their CO2 saving potential, those measures are assessed. CO2 stands for carbon dioxide and has been identified among others like methane as the so-called greenhouse gases. Those are gases in our atmosphere which absorb and re-emit heat and thereby keep the planet's atmosphere warmer than it otherwise would be. Plants and microorganisms can convert CO2 into oxygen, leading to a giant carbon cycle. But this process has its limitations. Often CO2 is used as the only measurement to determine the harmfulness of certain behavior and also for instance calculating the ecological footprint of an individual. However, there are other greenhouse gases that shouldn't be underestimated. As for instance, the warming caused by 1 kilogram methane is 25 times higher compared to 1 kilogram of CO2. But please do note that the amount of CO2 we are producing in combination with its high occurrence makes carbon dioxide reaching number one on this negative list. Back to our potentially sustainable actions. What seem to be great opportunities to contribute to a greener future like planting a tree, composting and minimizing waste are in comparison very low impact personal actions. Looking at their approximate reduced CO2 emission per year, they are hardly noticeable. Again in comparison. But what are powerful measures then? The same list also displays recommended actions with a high effectiveness in terms of CO2 reduction. In 4th place, missing the winner's podium, is a plant-based diet, defeated by avoiding air travel and living a car-free life. Ranked first and therefore the action with the highest CO2 saving potential is, drumroll, having one fewer child. Wow, to me that was quite shocking, but at the same time it totally makes sense. Of course, with actual climate change being man-made and caused by our actions, it is totally reasonable that this can be reduced with one person less consuming. On the other side, I don't mean to say now we shouldn't have children and humans are bad and, and so on. Not at all. Just trying to create some awareness and putting things in relation. It also needs to be considered that population growth can't be seen out of context and greenhouse gas emissions of an additional habitant vary greatly depending on socio-economic and geographical circumstances. Okay, (laughs) after the kind of destroying all our hopes and my dream of sustainability becoming easy and natural, I want to come back to the idea small versus big changes. Therefore, I would like to use a non-so-scientific approach from the book The Tipping Point by Malcolm Gladwell, which became quite popular in the field of marketing. And that's how I know it from my previous studies in business administration. I actually used it for my not-so-successful-and-hopefully-no-one-will-ever-read-it-bachelor thesis. But doesn't matter. Back on track. Mr. Gladwell describes in his work the concept of how little things can have a big impact. By doing so, he refers to the spreading of diseases, trends and rumors. Maybe to make it a bit easier to digest, let me tell you a short story you might have heard of, eventually from your mathematics teacher. Nah, no, stay with me, promise, no formulas. But um, it's called the chessboard problem or rice crane story. The legend goes that the king was a big chess enthusiast and had the habit of challenging wise visitors to a game of chess. One day a traveling sage was challenged by the king to motivate his opponent the king offered any reward that the sage could name. The sage modestly asked just for a few grains of rice in the following manner. Put a single grain of rice on the first chess square and double it on every consequent one. Having lost the game and being a man of his word the king ordered a bag of rice to be brought to the chessboard. Then he started placing rice grains according to the arrangement. One crane on the first square, two on the second, four on the third, eight on the fourth, and so on and so on. Still counting, after a week his treasurer came back and informed him that the reward would add up to an astronomical sum. Far greater than all the rice that could be produced in many many centuries. And we are all a little bit like the emperor. In some ways, we find it hard to grasp how fast functions like doubling can cause rapid growth. Does that make sense? Another example is given in Meteorology, where it is said that the butterfly's wingbeat on one place on Earth can cause a tornado on the other side of the planet. So basically, those two stories go back to the concept that one single actor or one single action have the potential to lead to major shifts in various ways. Even sustainable behavior that is considered as low-impact actions can demonstrate an approach where sustainability becomes part of a daily routine. By contributing little steps on a day-to-day basis, we are more likely to become engaged and spillover effects from these smaller changes can then initiate further personal development relating to sustainability. Relating back to Gladwell's work, he states that the behavior of many people is influenced by the actions of only a few individuals. Following this principle of viral distribution, certain calls of action or choice can become a social norm and leading to powerful normative influences. And actually we can observe such an epidemic spread right now, especially with the usage of the internet. The most recent example I stumbled over is the hashtag trash tag. You might have seen it in your newsfeed and I also saw some newspaper writing about it. It's a before and after picture Showing a man in an area totally littered with trash and an after picture where all the garbage has been collected in huge waste bags, where it belongs. Cool thing! Showing one person, one idea, but a large outcome. So let's get practical. As I said in the intro, I want to share some easy steps with you that each one of us can implement in our daily lives. Those are not dependent on each other and you don't have to follow a certain order. But um, these are just ideas on how small things can make a big difference. Step one, start small. I know that many people struggle with change and I do too. So instead of going all in, if that is what you want to do, that's amazing, go for it. But for everyone else, you can literally take it slow. It is totally fine to choose one aspect of your life that you would like to green a little bit. That could for example be a plastic free day where you try to purchase unpacked products and use your own reusable mug instead of getting a coffee to go with a plastic lid. Or if you're really into beauty products and cosmetics, you could download one of those barcode scanning apps giving advice regarding ingredients, animal testing and many others. Or, if you're a foodie like I am, challenge you and your friends with a leftover dinner at the end of a week. Everyone shares the leftovers from their fridge and you try to create a delicious meal from the ingredients without wasting food. So, focus and improve step by step. Okay, number two. Answer the why question. That is actually quite a big one, but to me an essential thing. I believe that if the reason the why we are doing things is strong enough we can almost do anything. So give yourself a why. That could for example be a more playful approach like taking sustainability as a challenge that you would like to win or you want to save money or you want to live a healthier life or you want to be a cool hippie kid or whatever. Make sure that you give yourself a reason to motivate and keep you on track. And those can be selfish. Don't get me wrong on this, but we don't need to pretend as if we are doing it for a better cause, a better world, a better future, even if those, of course, are attitudes worth striving for. Number three, get inspired. Take advantage of all the social media out there and discover new ideas, mindsets, ways of living. There are millions of pages, blogs, communities, groups out there sharing their thoughts and actions regarding sustainability. You could join just one of the Living a Plastic Free Life groups on Facebook, follow a travel Instagram account of a person who avoids flying, or watch YouTube tutorials on how to produce your own washing powder. Of course, that doesn't mean you will implement all of those options in your personal life, but you will get so many new ideas and a variety of opportunities that you even might want to put some into practice. Last but not least, and this point goes along with the previous one. After finding role models, become a role model. Now that you've been watching all those amazing people out there following a plastic-free life and planting their own vegetables and so on, you can become part of this movement. Sometimes it is less about what we say and preach, but rather what we do. So by following green practices yourself, you might be inspiring a friend of yours who then also starts to rethink their consumption pattern. And maybe again, friends of your friend might be decide to sell their car and choose public transport and their friends again. Uh, You see where I'm heading. As Gandhi said, be the change you want to see in the world. And I guess he's right. In short, so it's easier to remember. Number one, start small. Number two, know your why. Number three, get inspired. And number four, become a role model. Yup, this is it for this episode. I have not 100% decided what I will be talking about in the next episode. I'm thinking about sharing in which area of life I started my personal sustainability journey. But if you're interested in another specific topic, I'm more than willing to discuss something else first. Anyways, I would like to thank everyone for this amazing support and great feedback. I never thought that people would actually listen to me and I'm really trying to make this as valuable for you as possible. So thank you so much. And please keep sharing your thoughts and ideas with me. And even if I hate asking for this, but it would be really, really cool to get some reviews here on iTunes, Spotify, Facebook. And of course, I hope you'll join me again next week for a new episode of Dirty Talks. Oh, and don't forget, there will be a short inspirational quote at the end of the podcast. So hear me soon. Bye. Always leave people better than you found them. Hug the hurt, kiss the broken, befriend the lost and love the lonely.